Section 9 of Summer in a Garden and Calvin, a Study of Character by Charles Dudley Warner. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Section 9 Summer in a Garden Sixth Week somebody has sent me a new sort of hoe with the wish that i should speak favourably of it if i can consistently i willingly do so but with the understanding that i am to be at liberty to speak just as courteously of any other hoe which i may receive if i understand religious morals this is the position of the religious press with regard to bitters and ringing machines in some cases the responsibility of such a recommendation is shifted upon the wife of the editor or clergyman polly says she is entirely willing to make a certificate accompanied with an affidavit with regard to this hoe but her habit of sitting about the garden walk on an inverted flower-pot while i hoe somewhat destroys the practical value of her testimony as to this hoe i do not mind saying that it has changed my view of the desirableness and value of human life it has in fact made life a holiday to me it is made on the principle that man is an upright sensible reasonable being and not a grovelling wretch it does away with the necessity of the hinge in the back the handle is seven and a half feet long there are two narrow blades sharp on both edges which come together at an obtuse angle in front and as you walk along with this hoe before you pushing and pulling with a gentle motion the weeds fall at every thrust and withdrawal and the slaughter is immediate and widespread when i got this hoe i was troubled with sleepless mornings pains in the back kleptomania with regard to new weeders when i went into my garden i was always sure to see something in this disordered state of mind and body i got this hoe the morning after a day of using it i slept perfectly and late i regained my respect for the eighth commandment after two doses of the hoe in the garden the weeds entirely disappeared trying it a third morning i was obliged to throw it over the fence in order to save from destruction the green things that ought to grow in the garden of course this is figurative language what i mean is that the fascination of using this hoe is such that you are sorely tempted to employ it upon your vegetables after the weeds are laid low and must hastily withdraw it to avoid unpleasant results i make this explanation because i intend to put nothing into these agricultural papers that will not bear the strictest scientific investigation nothing that the youngest child cannot understand and cry for nothing that the oldest and wisest men will not need to study with care i need not add that the care of a garden with this hoe becomes the merest pastime i would not be without one for a single night the only danger is that you may rather make an idol of the hoe and somewhat neglect your garden in explaining it and fooling about with it i almost think that with one of these in the hands of an ordinary day labourer you might see at night where he had been working let us have peas i have been a zealous advocate of the birds i have rejoiced in their multiplication i have endured their concerts at four o'clock in the morning without a murmur let them come i said and eat the worms in order that we later may enjoy the foliage and the fruits of the earth we have a cat a magnificent animal of the sex which votes but not a pole-cat 
so large and powerful that if he were in the army he would be called long tom he is a cat of fine disposition the most irreproachable morals i ever saw thrown away in a cat and a splendid hunter he spends his nights not in social dissipation but in gathering in rats mice flying squirrels and also birds when he first brought me a bird i told him that it was wrong and tried to convince him while he was eating it that he was doing wrong for he is a reasonable cat and understands pretty much everything except the binomial theorem and the time down the cycloidal arc but with no effect the killing of birds went on to my great regret and shame the other day i went to my garden to get a mess of peas i had seen the day before that they were just ready to pick how i had lined the ground planted hoed bushed them the bushes were very fine seven feet high and of good wood how i had delighted in the growing the blowing the potting what a touching thought it was that they had all potted for me when i went to pick them i found the pods all split open and the peas gone the dear little birds who are so fond of the strawberries had eaten them all perhaps there were left as many as i planted i did not count them i made a rapid estimate of the cost of the seed the interest of the ground the price of labor the value of the bushes the anxiety of weeks of watchfulness i looked about me on the face of nature the wind blew from the south so soft and treacherous a thrush sang in the woods so deceitfully all nature seemed fair but who was to give me back my peas the fowls of the air have peas but what has man i went into the house i called calvin that is the name of our cat given him on account of his gravity morality and uprightness we never familiarly call him john i petted calvin i lavished upon him an enthusiastic fondness i told him that he had no fault that the one action i had called a vice was a heroic exhibition of regard for my interests i bade him go and do likewise continually i now saw how much better instinct is than mere unguided reason calvin knew if he had put his opinion into english instead of his native catalogue it would have been you need not teach your grandmother to suck eggs it was only the round of nature the worms eat a noxious something in the ground the birds eat the worms calvin eats the birds we eat no we do not eat calvin there the chain stops when you ascend the scale of being and come to an animal that is like ourselves inedible you have arrived at a result where you can rest let us respect the cat he completes an edible chain i have little heart to discuss methods of raising peas it occurs to me that i can have an iron pea-bush a sort of trellis through which i could discharge electricity at frequent intervals and electrify the birds to death when they alight for they stand upon my beautiful brush in order to pick out the peas an apparatus of this kind with an operator would cost however about as much as the peas a neighbor suggests that i might put up a scarecrow near the vines which would keep the birds away i am doubtful about it the birds are too much accustomed to seeing a person in poor clothes in the garden to care much for that another neighbor suggests that the birds do not open the pods that a sort of blast apt to come after rain splits the pods and the birds then eat the peas it may be so there seems to be complete unity of action between the blast and the birds but good neighbors kind friends 
i desire that you will not increase by talk a disappointment which you cannot assuage the end of section nine recording by mark penfold